Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Bit later uh, than than usual, I think. What are we, the ninth? I don't know. I don't keep a track of these things. It feels fine, though, doesn't it? I'm still saying it. New year, new feature. What? Is Annabelle wearing a hat or not? Oh, yes. I'm going to just talk to Annabelle here, Mm. and I want you to really listen to the sound of her voice, Mm. and then you have to guess whether she's wearing a hat or not. So did you you have a nice festive period, Annabelle? Yes, lovely, yeah. What was your favourite present that you got? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I got a silk pillowcase. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I got a silk pillowcase. I really love that. Queen of Sheba. I know. I feel so fancy and posh when I use it. I love it. Okay. Did but you I don't make... know how I'm supposed to wash it. That's the only problem. Mm. Like, did... Can you wash silk? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I've had anything silk before. <laughs> did you make a New Year's resolution? Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to come to that. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll hear from that later. Yeah. Now, you've amassed the evidence. Mm. Is Annabelle wearing a hat or not? You've got 10 seconds to, to, uh, to decide. Ten to ding to ding nine to ding to ding to ding day eight to ding to ding seven to ding to ding six. Probably get a jingle made. <laughs> Three, two, one. Is she wearing a hat? The answer, Annabelle, is I am wearing a hat. She is wearing a hat. I am a woolly hat. Yeah, tune in next week for another edition of Is Annabelle Wearing a Hat? Mm. I wonder if I'll remember that next week. Probably oh, I not. Hope Probably so. not. What's with the hat? I might take my hat off. It's getting, for some reason, since I got in this room, it's getting itchy on my forehead. I don't even know why. It's a nice hat. Was it a Christmas present? No, it wasn't. It was a present from Tom, but ages ago. I'm just a bit um, nesh. Yes, Annabelle feels the cold when it's not that cold. And it's freezing at the moment. So I've just been taken to wearing like, like hats and gloves and gloves and scarves in the house. Poor circulation. Yeah. Cold hands, warm heart. Well. All these things. Um, <laughs> Have I told you about the terrible thing that happened to me on Christmas Day? Oh, no. Terrible thing. Go on. Our son, um, on his letter to Santa, there, there was a, a bass guitar. Had his heart set on a bass guitar. Okay. And it was very exciting. He came down Christmas morning to open his presents, and there was the uh, what was clearly the guitar-shaped box. He mm. opened it up, mm. and guess what? What? The elves had made a mistake. Oh, and they had accidentally sent a regular guitar, six string guitar. 
Oh no, elves. So he was a bit upset, but I said, "Look, this this is this kind of thing happens. Elves make mistakes. I I will sort this out." Okay. Now, um, me sorting it out involved me um, looking up a music shop. Mm-hmm. And the name of this music shop, I'm not going to say. Okay. And do you know what else I'm not going to say? What? Where it is. Okay. But you, you have to uh, you have to believe, you have to just trust me on this and you'll see why in a second. Okay. And actually, I say that, but... In, implicit in me saying that is me not trusting the gut in me not trusting the drifters oh okay, okay. so just bear with me right so so basically yeah, i've screwed up and i need to find this same thing mm-hmm. from uh, a music shop i google this instrument it turns out there is a music shop in a town in england that has this thing and it can deliver it in a couple of days okay right Via the elves. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, You've got to help them out. You've got to help the elves, yeah, elves out sometimes. Yeah, they're very busy. And, and it's been a hard time for them. Mm. Um, what I don't know is the opening hours of this shop. I can't suss out whether it's going to be... Because remember things used to open on Boxing Day for Boxing Day sales, yeah. and that's kind of gone out of fashion a little oh, right. bit. But I can't work out when they're next open. Mm. Uh, so I go on their website, and they haven't put Christmas opening hours on there. So I think, oh, they're, they're social accounts. That's where I'll find it. Mm-hmm. I type the name of the shop, mm. which is just one word, mm-hmm. and then and then the words music shop, mm-hmm. and then the town in England this shop is based in, right. into, into Instagram, because I figure they will have posted their Christmas openings hours on Instagram. Okay. I hit the search button. Yeah. This is the message that pops up. Child sexual abuse is illegal. We think that your search might be associated with child sexual abuse. <gasps> this abuse causes extreme harm to children and searching and viewing such material adds to that harm. To get confidential help or learn how to report any content as inappropriate, visit our help centre. How terrified were you? I, well, I still am. But you're going to get a knock on the door. Yeah, th- 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 they flagged away. me. No. Yes. Can you imagine ten o'clock? And I, and I don't even want to say. I, obviously, I can't talk about this freely in front of Jean. Mm. Not just because of that message, right. <laughs> but you know, for for reasons that other par- parents will understand to yes. do with Christmas and Christmas yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, my in-laws are there. My wife is there. So I'm just like sitting on the sofa, thinking, "Oh, so I th- <laughs> I think Instagram has just flagged me as the type of person who searches for that thing." This is awful. And I'll tell you what I thought was really awful. What if they start penalising me and my posts don't get as many likes? <laughs> that... So all I've got to live for, the likes on Instagram. That'd be the worst thing of all. Oh. But as it turns out, you know, my uh, my engagement rates seem to be fine. Oh, your engagement rate, good. good. Yeah. So, <laughs> good, good, okay. So if they haven't flagged me. Wow. But the police is another matter. We'll see. Can you believe that? That is awful. And I promise you, I promise you on the on, on the life of anybody I know, mm. um, all I did was type in the name of this shop mm. and the words music shop and the town. Right, I believe into you. Into Instagram. I believe you. Terrible. I'm not doing a hiding in plain sight thing. Right, here. right, right. Be a bit of massive cover-up. Yeah, yeah no. I just want to be clean. I uh, want to be clear on that. Um, so that was that. I could tell you about one other thing that happened that I thought mm-hmm. was worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, I would say, a bone of contention 
in our marriage, mm-hmm. this is Sarah and I, not our podcast marriage, <laughs> is she thinks that I foist my interests on Eugene a bit too much. Okay. Because now, because he's very into, for example, the Beatles. Well, th- this this is the thing. The Beatles, the Beatles is the classic one. He he's going through this big Beatles phase at the moment. Um, he's been into different music before, mm-hmm. some of which I've really loved, some of which I've thought, oh, that's fine. I just like that you like any music. But he is currently obsessed by the Beatles. Okay. And he got Beatles Trivial Pursuit for Christmas as one of his mm-hmm. presents. And um, it, it's very impressive. All I'm saying is it's very impressive. I'm very proud. <laughs> now, she says he should just be allowed to form his own interests. I say he is. As evidenced by lots of the other things and music that he likes that I'm not that fussed with or whatever. Um, And uh, and I say, look, kids like the Beatles. That's just the thing. I don't mean they're they're hip and cool with the kids. I mean, it's it's a thing that kids enjoy Beatles music when they hear it. That's just always been true across the generations. And not only that, we live in a house full of Beatles things. So he's by default a bit more exposed to it than... Mm -hmm other kids Mm. and if he asks me a question about an object in the house or a video or whatever i I will answer perhaps more fully than other parents because i've got that much knowledge in my head yeah and i enjoy talking about it that's that's all Mm. i don't sit him down and say son i want to talk to you about rubber soul it just it happens a lot more organically than Mm -hmm, that's what mm -hmm. so as a consequence, I've got this like Beatle-obsessed kid at the moment. Sarah's not happy about it. She thinks I'm foisting my interests on him, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I, I strongly disagree. I say, what it's, this is what it's like. Um, it's I, I am less intense about this stuff than most fathers are about indoctrinating their kids into supporting the same football team as them. This is very interesting to me because not once did you use the word indoctrinate when you were talking about your son and the Beatles. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not an no, indoctrinator. No, no, but no. I think my wife thinks I'm an indoctrinator. Okay, okay. I think that's what she thinks of me. Okay. Imagine if I got a pop-up on, pop on Instagram saying that you're an indoctrinator. <laughs> anyway, I, I've denied all accusations mm-hmm. of, of, of being uh, an indoctrinator. And then... Two days ago, he has a play date with his best friend, Elsie. And I'm in one room, so I can hear what they're up to, but I'm not really paying that much attention. Um, However, it does become apparent to me that they're playing some kind of make-believe game. What it isn't is mummies and daddies. Okay. However, it is a variation of it Mm. where he is pretending to be Paul McCartney and she's pretending to be Paul McCartney's third wife, Nancy Shevel. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. No. That was the last thing I was expecting yeah, you to say. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and the second I heard the name Nancy Shevel mentioned, I thought, maybe, maybe I am an indoctrinator yeah. after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drifters coming back in dribs and drabs to our inbox? Not really, no. Oh. Do I sound annoyed? Yeah, give them a talking to. <laughs> well, and I don't want to. I don't. It's, it's the new year. I don't want to get angry in the new year. Buck your ideas up. <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's Christmas. It's been Christmas. It's been New Year. But you're probably a bit bored now. So send us an email. That'd be so lovely to read them. It's my favourite bit of the week. 
So is that it then? No emails, and then we move on to the. Oh no, bit. no! I've got. I mean, I've got emails. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> First one is from Louie. I recently ended up making contact with a woman who was good friends with my grandparents. My grandmother died before I was born and my grandfather died when I was young. I ended up spending an afternoon hearing loads of stories about what they were like and she even gave me some old belongings of theirs. It was a wonderful day, but one story is particularly relevant to Adrift. My grandparents at the time were living in a nice basement flat. This would have probably been in the 1980s and my grandfather was sat on the sofa watching TV. He notices someone he knows walking past. This man had previously knocked on the door for a chat and when he saw my granddad, when he, sorry, when he saw my granddad sitting there, So my granddad leaps off the couch to hide behind an armchair and waited there crouching until he was sure the man was gone. I can definitely imagine doing the same thing in that situation. So I'm starting to think if being a drifter might be hereditary, which makes me think, would you like to hear some grandparent drifter stories? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Just just. Anything on the subject of hereditary drifterism? Yes, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yes. Anything, yeah, drift, drifting in the old, or so, I don't know, something like that. Drifting across the generations. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that was lovely. And the next is from Jane, who says, "Thanks to a recent story on the podcast about a fire drill at the gym, I was inspired to write in with my own embarrassing leisure centre fire alarm story. Oh yes, I have one too." When I was 21 and at university, despite some fairly chronic body image issues, I decided to be brave and take up swimming. I started going to the local pool, which was right in the centre of the city I was studying in. The swimming pool sat on the corner of a busy intersection, opposite a wide open green popular with tourists, lunching at office workers and dog walkers. On one side of the green was the swimming pool. On the adjacent side was the police station, fire station and a secondary school. A very fancy hotel looked out from the other side of the green. All very lovely. That was until one cold February day when in the middle of my swim, the fire alarm went off. Being mid-morning and a weekday, there weren't many swimmers in the pool, just five or six of us. We all looked at each other. What were we supposed to do? No one had ever explained to me what to do with the event of a fire alarm going off at a swimming pool. Surely it was a drill and we weren't expected to leave immediately. Surely we'd be allowed to collect our things. Grab a towel, at least. Suddenly, what seemed like a football team's worth of lifeguards rushed into the pool area and started telling us to get out as quickly as possible. As I climbed up the steps out of the pool, I thought, oh, it'll be okay. Just quickly grab your bag out of your locker as they evacuate you out through the changing rooms. It is a drill after all. Oh, no, there would be no evacuation through the changing rooms as the nearest fire exit was handily placed poolside right at the other end of the pool to the changing rooms. And again, handily, this fire exit led straight out onto the busy intersection. Oh, my God. As I realised what was about to happen, me standing barefoot on the roadside in a swimming costume in February, I tried to turn back and make a break for the changing rooms. (laughs) But three burly lifeguards were literally guarding the entrance to them. When I feebly protested about how they couldn't expect me to go outside without my clothes or, or even a towel for the sake of a fire drill... One of the lifeguards smiled dryly, pointed to the change room entrance and said, what drill? And I realised to my horror, there was now actual smoke drifting out across the pool from the changing rooms. Oh, God. 
Despite very clear evidence of an actual real-life fire in front of me, I did toy for a split second with the idea of rugby tackling the lifeguard (laughs) and taking my chances with what could have been a raging inferno to save me from the indignity of parading up and down a busy road barefoot in a swimsuit. Coming to my senses, I hurried back to the fire exit and followed the lifeguards to the assembly point on the edge of the green. As this was a real fire, although be, albeit thankfully a small one, we weren't allowed back into the pool for ages while the fire was put out and the building was made safe. So, for around 40 minutes, I stood in bare feet wearing only a swimming costume in a very public place where people wouldn't normally wear <laughs> swimming costumes. At a time of year, people definitely don't wear swimming costumes outside. Have I mentioned it was a very busy intersection in a city with traffic lights and about a billion buses stopping at them every 30 seconds? Did I mention it was opposite a police station, a fire station and a secondary school in a really busy city centre? It was mortifying. Suffice to say, everyone else thought it was very funny, including all the school kids coming out from their lunch break. I would like to say this didn't dent my newfound enthusiasm for swimming and exercise, but in truth, I never swam there again. It does mean I have a vaguely amusing story to tell every time there's a fire evacuation at work, though. So there's that, I suppose. (laughs) Now, you heard Annabelle before. She's very annoyed with you. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Uh, We need stories, please. Um, The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, we've had such positive reaction to our new feature earlier in the podcast, mm. Is Annabelle Wearing a Hat, that I thought we could do another round. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did did Tom have a nice Christmas? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's a bit ill, but, you know. What did you, uh, did you cook on Christmas Day? Oh, we went out for lunch, actually. Did you? I've I did, never, I never, never, I say, I don't think I've ever done that. Well, like what I liked Day about that, it was that they gave out, um, what do you call them? Like, you know, things like, Crackers. Head, no, <laughs> headgear, like antlers and presents, like novelty Christmas headgear. Yes. But when they gave them out, they said very clearly, these aren't to keep. <laughs> so <laughs> they wanted to make sure you gave them back at the end. So they gave out those and, well, they, yeah, there were crackers. And, yeah, we had a nice meal. It was nice. And Rudy had a nice Christmas. Yeah, lovely. Thanks, yeah. Okay. So mm. you've just listened to Annabelle. You now have to decide, is Annabelle wearing a hat? Ten, so your answer please all right and all right annabelle reveal are you wearing a hat no i took it off she took it off at the end of the last bit yeah yeah um i think it's good this feature it's brilliant yeah Shall we? Uh, before we before we uh, get into the whole fully functioning adult thing. Oh yeah, 
I'd love to know, is your Substack back for the new year? Oh, I didn't ever stop. Really? Should I tell you why I didn't ever stop? I mean, Consistency. For, yeah, consistency. Consi- building an online brand. Consi- but consistency. also, you get an email every week. Feed, feed the algorithm. You, give an, you get an email every week from Substack saying, like, you have published 28 weeks in a row, 29 weeks in a row, 38 weeks in a row. And then it tells you in what percentage you are of, like, writers who have and haven't done that. And I'm in, like, the top 90, top 93. Yeah, I'm like, the 93%. No, you're right. in the 93rd percentile. Yes. Yes, I never, understand. I never really had to say that properly, as was very clear just then. But anyway. Well, you could say I'm in the top 7%. Seven, seven, I'm in the top 7%. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it makes you think, oh, I don't want to break that. Ugh. I don't want to break that. That's like there's that video of Jerry Seinfeld talking about his writing method, and it involves putting an X on the day of the calendar when you've done it. Uh, and you don't want to break. You get to a point where you just don't want to break the row of yes. X's, and the longer it goes, the less likely you are to break it. That's exactly what's going on. It's here. the same principle as AA, I guess, in the, or, or some some aspects of sobriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Speaking yeah. of which, mm? tomorrow, mm? what am I up to? Twenty three years, I think. Bloody hell! Excuse good, my language. It? Good, good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't want to make this about me when it is all about you and your Substack. So it's it's never been away. But what's what can people find on there this week? This week. I I am writing about so you know when you message someone text or email whatever yeah and there may or may not be a kiss at the end yes it's about how i don't have any kissing identity i just copy what everyone else does right so like like you so for example you you do one so i always give you one yeah my mother-in-law she's a threer so she always gets three my uh-huh. mom two my dad too. My sister usually none. Occasionally she puts one, so then I do one. But then, <laughs> I've got no identity of my own when it comes to text. What if you are initiating the conversation with your sister? No, no I know she's a nunner, so I don't. I do none. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. This I just, is, yeah. I just copy. Yeah, I like that. Um, is it your mirror? But I love. I do love them. I'm not saying I want to get rid of them. I'm saying no. I want to have my own. Some people, I think some people have got their own firm identity about how many they do and I want to be like that. Because if you, t- if you take a kiss mm. at face value, mm. I love, there, there, are, there are lots of people I love mm. and um, I'm quite good at telling people that I love them as well, friends and things. Mm. Very few of those people do I want to kiss. Well, I mean, I mean I'll be talking about this, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't really kiss anybody no. apart from Rudy and my dog. <laughs> I'm not sending either of those like an email or a text message. So, I mean, it's totally bizarre, really, that I'm like doing three kisses. Before. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then. So, yes. so shall oh, yes, but you yeah. sh- and you can find that annabelleport.substack.com. Yeah, or just to type Annabelle Port into Google. Yeah, probably come out, won't it? Yeah, and I'd... subscribe, and you get it in your inbox every week. That's what I do. Thank you. So, tell us. Do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? Yeah, I've got some good news to report. In 2023, I made a New Year's resolution at the start of the year. And guess what? What? I kept it throughout the whole year. Do you think that's ever happened before? I don't think so, Probably not. It's quite a personal one to me, but I'm happy to share it. Yeah. It was use less kitchen roll. And guess what I did? Use less kitchen roll. Yes. I mean, it was getting a bit out of hand. And I'm sorry, I never used kitchen roll until the age of about 30. Like three decades of my life, I lived very happily without <laughs> it. I never really knew what it was for. I'd only ever seen it used in adverts in the 80s and 90s to soak up excess oil from deep fried food. Does that ring a bell <laughs> yes, to you? It does, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know what it was for apart from that, but I never really ate deep fried food at home because I was terrified of a chip pan fire because of all those other adverts in the 80s and 90s. And my parents certainly never had kitchen roll at home when I was growing up, did you? Yours. No, no, no. And you don't, am I right in thinking you don't have kitchen roll in your home, do you? 
We sometimes do. But... No, I've never seen it. Well, it's tucked away. Is it? Yeah, it's under the sink. I'm Is that a weird place for it under the sink? Yeah, I think you people have it out on display. But it's not a nice, it's not an aesthetically pleasing object, it is, is it? It is if you put it on a nice little roll. No, it isn't. I just have a it, mistake people make. I just have it on the counter yeah. <laughs> in the way. Yeah. But um, I, I, I don't think this is great, but I th- we've got so many tea towels so many oh go on how many i don't know oh come on it's a stack like a huge stack of tea towels more than 10 yeah you definitely yeah 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 okay i've got like four you've got more than more than 20 <laughs> I, 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 look if i had to put a number on it I'm, I'm gonna go between 20 and 30 that is a lot of tea towels. it is a lot of tea towels isn't it <laughs> i'm not being funny but that is a lot and i'm not trying to show off like sometimes oh, I've seen those I don't want to see they're, you know, not fa- no, they're, they're not fancy, fancy. No, no. they look like rags yes yeah 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 they are kind of raggish <laughs> I don't mean that in a, like a, they're not raggedy no, but no. they're not like yeah. they don't look like they're bright colours or anything no yeah no they're functional tea towels yeah 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 um, and I think this is probably not great but we tend to use the tea towels and then wash them which well, I think the, the impact so what's worse cutting down a tree or washing your tea towels I this don't is know thing. it's I the same know. argument as reusable and disposable nappies I right. think when you look into it there's actually not that much difference when you think of all the energy used yeah. washing them but yeah it's not great that you're anyway didn't mean to get into that but I so I but we have a lot of spillages in this house well I mean if I had to name the most spilly person I knew you're the most spilly person and I'm the least spilly person in this house no yeah Sarah's more spilly than you oh yeah wow Yes, it's unbelievable. Oh my, I can't believe I'm gonna start wearing galoshes when I come around. I was like, I didn't know that you were both so spilly. Oh wow, I didn't know that I was that spilly. Oh, I always think of you as always spilling things down yourself. Oh, I'm always spilling things down myself. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's I I have that more in the dribbling category. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. But so when when you talk about Sarah spilling, knocking things over, uh, I mean, that's something I think of you as well. Really? Because one thing I'm quite proud of is um, in all those years of working in radio, I only once Uh, knocked liquid into a mixing desk. Only once? Yeah, but that's across many decades. (laughs) That that is actually And I think people often do... Yeah. And you think about the the amount of cups of tea you would have had at a mixing desk, like into the millions. I think about the amount of tea I drank when we were doing the radio show. Yeah, it was a bit mad, wasn't it? Like every half an hour or something. Yes. It was was something to do, wasn't it? I think it was. (laughs) And you're talking a lot. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a good reason yeah, yeah. for it. So I always think of you as being in a non-kitchen role home. Mm. And it's one of those things that I found... Admirable? I wasn't going to say admirable. I was going to say eccentric oh. about, about your home. <laughs> Along with the, your toothbrushes and toothpaste. And actually all toiletries are hidden and not on display in the bathroom. That's I always find Sarah. that. That's oh, is it? I always find that yeah. very interesting. And the and this is Sarah, the very elaborate autumnal display that Sarah has outside the front of your home with all the different types of gourds. Yes, yeah. In terms of excess. Which I don't, look, it brings her happiness. It sparks joy. People say it's nice. It is here's, nice. Here's, it is here's nice. my opinion. Mm. What I want to be projecting to the, what I want my, the outside of my house to be projecting, mm. and it hasn't always done this. Sometimes it's been a right old state, but, you know, neutrality on the right side of tasteful. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want the outside of the house to have a personality. Oh, that's interesting. But it's it's bringing her happiness. So, because I do think it looks nice, but yeah. in terms of excess, if it were a Christmas display, it would be the house with something inflatable outside. Yeah. 
<laughs> and a huge electricity bill from all the lights. But to be fair, it is a lot more tasteful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But there, but with the gourds in particular, there is some personality there. Yes, yeah. Mm. I found myself doing something today that I'm not sure anyone's ever done before, Googling the words history of kitchen bowl in the UK. <laughs> And I found myself, because I was thinking, like, we never had it as a kid. Like, no one had it then. But why are we so obsessed by it now? I found myself reading websites like Tissue World magazine. Do you want to know the situation in Argentina? Of course you do. We're seeing more and more people trying kitchen roll, whereas before they didn't know about it. Now it's become a habit for many that they can't do without. Uh-huh. And this is me. It's something <laughs> that I didn't even know what you're supposed to do with 20 years ago. And now I feel very anxious if the roll is nearing its end and I don't have another one in stock. I'd happily run out of milk, bread, all foodstuffs really, but kitchen roll, no, I can't live without it. And in terms of things that I lived without before, just fine, but I can't do it now. Kitchen roll lives in the same box as going out without a bottle of water, even if it's just for about an hour, and listening to a podcast to go to sleep. Do you remember the start of lockdown and everyone was panicked buying toilet paper and flour? On my panic shop, I just got kitchen roll and some Bendix vitamins. <laughs> do you know what I got? What? so insane. God, God. And I think back. Yeah. I went out and bought loads of spices. Did you? Stuff that doesn't go off, basically. Okay. So why I thought there was going to be this rush (laughs) on goods which weren't particularly perishable, I have no idea. But what it was, I was was queuing up to go into a shop ring. You just have to queue up like a meter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard somebody say... Um, this is it, the shelves are going to be empty tomorrow. I've heard from oh somebody, God. my uncle works at a cash and carry or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, oh, I'd better buy everything I'm ever going to need ever again. Which was spices. Yeah. So I just wanted to eat loads of spicy food. Spicy food. food. Yeah. Which wow. remains, that you know, it was like that pre, during and post lockdown. I think the spices definitely weren't one of those things where the shelves are empty as it turned out. No, as it turned out. No. I mean, a lot of it really was just... Um, a nonsense, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It's, it's... My, my, one of my abiding memories is, is, is that all the shelves of flour being empty apart from some little pots of quinoa flour. <laughs> so why does nobody want the quinoa flour? Oh, but my kitchen roll usage was getting out of hand. So I wasn't just using it for spillages, but just general cleaning. And like that probably, I'm pretty sure it's bad for the environment. Like you don't look at a tree and think, mm, I want to clean with that. Like it just feels wrong, doesn't it? So 2023, I cut back, very proud, great resolution. Want to know my one for 2024? Yes, please. Use less toilet paper. It's <laughs> a good one, isn't it? It's is, a yeah. good one. Because I did so well this year. Yeah. And like toilet paper, I think it's a weird thing. Like it's something, if you're a woman in particular, you use multiple times a day. And actually, if you're you, also probably multiple times a day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I probably feel like I probably do about 10 wees a day. I don't know if that's normal. Yeah. But I, we don't ever see how anyone else uses it. It's not something you see on TV or anything. It's like a secret. Like, do you roll it around your hand or do you scrunch it up? How many sheets do you use? So I just feel that I've been using too much. I'm going to cut down, try and do two sheets per wee. So two sheets folded. So it's like for a little folded over once. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, no, I'll probably do it into a uh, quarters. Really? Yeah, I think it's too small. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I just feel you need a bit more. I think you, you've been a bit, two sheets is a bit too meagre. I'm probably going to have to wash my hands afterwards, I think is what we're all thinking and I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the farm said something very interesting on Twitter once about toilet paper. Is it really necessary for the first square of toilet paper to be glued down? Oh, that's a good question. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I've achieved my other New Year's resolution of managing to cram in chip pans, gourds, Argentina and the fonds into this bit. <laughs> so this year is going great. 
Okay, quandary corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. First one from Mike Downing. This is a quandary that given the ages of your children, you probably haven't had to deal with yet, but you will have experienced it in your younger years. Now, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that watching TV in the 80s with your parents when a teenager was fraught with danger. You could be watching any kind of series or drama and then suddenly there would be a sex scene. Mm. They would come from nowhere. A couple could be innocently walking a dog in the park and then cut to the bedroom and there they are at it like hammer and tongs. This, of course, is followed very quickly by excruciating levels of embarrassment. You'll be sat there feeling yourself going red and your mouth drying. How long is this going to last, you'd think? Oh, my God, what channel is this? If it's BBC Two or Channel Four, we could be in real trouble. (laughs) Now, in this situation, my mum, who incidentally was quite well spoken, wouldn't adopt the port protocol and pretend nothing has happened. Nothing was happening. I'm not sure if she was trying to lighten the atmosphere or thought it was better to acknowledge what was going on the screen. But she would say something like, my goodness, they are really going for it. Or I'm sure they don't have to make that much noise, which for me just made the situation 10 times worse. So my quandary now is that I have a 14-year-old and I'm sure this is going to go full circle and happen to me at some point. Obviously, things are a bit different these days. Kids don't watch much TV with their parents, but he will sometimes settle down with us and watch a 9pm drama. So what would you do? And remember, you might have to use your own advice sometime in the future. As an aside to this, if our son is annoying us while watching TV, we just say there's going to be a sex scene in a minute and we don't see him for dust. (laughs) Well, I I I think I have a very good answer to this quandary. Please do. Which is as soon as um, what we always refer to as the unpleasantness Mm -hmm. begins, Mm. start adding your own sound effects. Oh, Like carry on style. Boing, boing, boing. You know, to make it funny, and it doesn't. Does it yeah, make it less embarrassing? Makes it better. Makes it better. Makes it just makes it better. Yeah, just makes it yeah. better. Yeah, and then maybe you can make it a fun family game where everybody has to provide the best sound effects for. But no, that's the, that's going to lead to some serious like messing with the head in future. I think I can only speak from personal experience, but I think that many of my experiences in that department would have only been enhanced. <laughs> Uh, by sound effects of that nature. Okay. Do you have a different different steer on this? I plan to do, and I've mentioned this before, I plan to do what my friend James Collins' mum would do and always have on the sofa, arm of the sofa a book that at times of the unpleasantness she would just pick up and avert her eyes onto the book. That's but, brilliant. But for me it would be a Kindle. <laughs> I should keep my Kindle there at all times. Great. I'm not partaking in this, not for me. Two very different uh, yes. bits of yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you whichever one you want. Yeah, also looking at your phone. Yeah, with the phone. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're not looking at more of that kind of thing on your phone. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we. I'm sure Mike wouldn't be. No, I'm very sure. Yes. Okay, let's move on then to Supreme Countess Sarah. I've recently got a new cleaner who is a lovely man and who I sense is very much not a drifter. Normally, I go to the office on my cleaning day, but it does sometimes work out that I'm at home. One of the weeks when I was home, my cleaner mentioned that I should let him know if I ever want him to come round and cook for my family, as he has a particular dish he prides himself on. This is a very kind offer, but I cannot stress enough how much I do not want someone I don't know very well to come round to my home and cook for me. Yes. My teenage daughter, who is showing every sign of growing up to be a drifter, would also find this excruciating. Obviously, I do not say that. Thanks, will do, I said. I assume this is one of those offers that both parties know isn't serious and it would be the last time it would ever be mentioned. 
But no, the offer has been repeated since and I'm worried he might actually mean it. (laughs) I need to be prepared if and when it comes up again so I can kindly say thanks, but no thanks. Please help. Accuse him of stealing again, you cleaner. Oh, come on. He sounds lovely, doesn't he? Don't you think <laughs> he, he sounds, sounds great, lovely? but, you know, um, I don't, you, you, you don't want to take that relationship to the next level is, is ultimately the yeah. is ultimately the thing here. But the, the problem with it is, is in not, which is fine. You've got to have boundaries, right? Mm. But there's a problem in that your boundaries could look like snobbery. Yes. Like you're, you're below stairs. Yeah, yeah. It's very tricky. I think <sighs> what you need to do is find out what this particular dish that he prides himself on is mm. and then develop an allergy to whatever it is. Could that work? I'm allergic to stroganoff. <laughs> or dietary requirement. Like if it's meaty, set on vegetarian, et cetera, et cetera. Gluten-free. I mean, I'm a big fan of just always kicking it into the long grass and just continuing because i think he should really get the hint after a while yeah it might but, be but years then he'll feel sad he wants to come and cook them the dish i'm really warming to this guy i think you should just let him come and cook your dish if he wants to do it let him do it <laughs> it just sounds lovely i don't think we've been much help there no but no difference really <laughs> every other time <laughs> And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, uh, you will have been heartened by the wise words that we just had mm. for this week's contributors. And you'd be thinking, I want them to solve my social etiquette dilemma. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. And it's that same email address that you mm. need to be pulling your weight mm. um, in the direction of and sending us your stories of social ineptitude. Maybe it's to do with hereditary drifting. Yeah, you've had a nice two weeks off. <laughs> now it's time to come back. Like a, like a who do you think you are, but of drifters in your family tree. Yes, please. Have you oh, found yeah. evidence with, in relatives that you've never even met, but you can tell oh, yeah. from the census? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit more on that. <laughs> uh, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And I don't think I'll get to say it again, so I'm going to go for it with gusto. Happy New Year! Pardication time. I know what you really wanted was another round of uh, is is Annabelle wearing a hat. Mm. We could do a quick one, couldn't we? If you want. Yeah. I think it's obvious though, isn't it? Well, I don't know if it is or not. Um, did you, uh, did, are you a Roses person or a Quality Street person? I love that question so much yeah. because I've always thought of myself as very strongly a Roses person. And I think... Since I've become a sort of a 80%, more like 70% lapsed vegan, so not a vegan at all, I find the creaminess a bit much now and I'm starting to prefer a quality street. Interesting. Yes. What about you? 
Oh, sorry. This wasn't a proper discussion, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a random. Yeah, yeah. But I find it so interesting. And I always want someone to ask me it, and someone finally yeah. did. I, th- I think a quality, per- a quality street person. I enjoyed a video that went viral the other day oh, yeah. of a woman who was very angry mm. about the texture of the rappers and quality street well, having changed. They're, they're more environmentally friendly, but it's, there's nowhere near luxurious. No, no. no. And, and I, think, I think she was conflating it with wokeness, which I always oh, understand. Oh. <laughs> I, always, uh, I always enjoy people not understanding what wokeness um, uh, or even that word. I mean, it just doesn't need to be used. No. Um, but but people use it as a catch-all for many different things. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Had a little chat there. Yeah, yeah. Is Annabelle wearing a hat? You have ten seconds to make your mind up. Ten to down to down 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 nine boom bow 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 seven three two one is she wearing a hat? Your answer please. Annabelle, reveal are you wearing a hat or not? I'm not. No, she hasn't put it back no. on again. No. There's been no change in temperature. No. Um Podication time then. This comes from Jennifer Schofield who says, Hi Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. I want to request a podcast for my wonderful friend, Verity. Oh, we know Verity. Oh, yes. We know Verity. Oh, yes. Uh, Verity actually podicated an episode of Adrift to me over a year ago, and I've been meaning to return the favour ever since. In her podication to me, she mentioned the fact that she was about to be a bridesmaid at my upcoming wedding. But what she failed to mention was that it was actually... Her very own wedding that week. Oh, wow. Verity. Come on now. I don't feel like I even know you anymore. (laughs) It's sweet they got married around the same time. I know. Uh, To me, that just sums up her wonderful, humble nature, wanting to put others at the centre instead of herself. Verity is my very oldest friend. We were born one month apart and forced together as angry and confused babies. That's what all babies, all babies are angry and confused. By our mums who have been together in the same NCT group from the moment we could talk. Verity has been making me laugh. My main childhood memories are of us laughing until we cry. Or, in my case one time, actually wetting my pants with laughter. I want to laugh like that. Yeah. Not the wetting my pants. No, but just... There's, there's yeah. some form of incontinence coming. <laughs> I mean, I barely keep that at bay at the best right. of times. But, you know, just I love that laughing until you cry. Mm. So great, isn't it? Um, where was I up to there? We spent much of our early years making up dances, sketches and songs that we'd force our relatives to watch. And it was clear from day one that Verity was a total star. She has since gone on to be a professional performer and genuinely lights up every stage she's been on. You may have even seen Strokes heard her performing in the last year or so as a backing singer at ABBA Voyage. Yes, um, we've talked about this, haven't we? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think, like, the last time... So I, I last saw ABBA Voyage just over a year ago, 30th of December, 2022. Um, was Verity in it at that point? I don't know. I'd go and I would go and see that every day. Oh, so good! I've seen it three times. Oh, so good! And I'm just itching for itching to go back Oof. again. Um, maybe I'll do that for my. I was going to say for my fiftieth, but it's been and gone, hasn't Oof. it? Sixtieth. Big things happening with Abba Voyage. I happen to know. Oh yeah. Sworn to secrecy though. No. But, really? Yeah. What could be bigger than like these kind of groundbreaking holograms? All I'm saying is hmm. people have had the great experience of seeing ABBA Voyage in London. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Say okay. no more. Say no right. more. 
Um, um, other than the many, many shows, in inverted commas, we would put on as kids, we had so many incredible times together growing up in the 90s. Camping trips, roller skating around the village we grew up in, playing The Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon for hours, dancing competitions where we'd have to be separated because we'd make each other laugh too much. We became pen pals, in inverted commas, and would post letters and quizzes to each other, even though we only lived two, suites, uh, two streets away. This is all so sweet. This is it's so a- nice. It's like um, a friendship out of a film it about is. a friendship. It is. You know, like a montage of a friendship leading up to the story starting. It's so wonderful. Um, I joined an after-schools club that happened to meet at Verity's High School. So I'd write her letters and hide them in the locker room for her to find the next day. Our little brothers were best friends too, and we would always force them into our made-up games, usually involving putting them in drag or making them dance to steps or aqua songs. We loved pop music, and the only time we've ever fallen out was when we were about fourteen, and I became unhealthily obsessed with the boy band with the boy band Blue, and dragged Verity along to a competition in London to meet the boys themselves. We had to go in one by one and tell the judges why we should meet Blue over everyone else. <laughs> That's a very weird uh, setup, isn't it? Um, I hope everybody had been uh, background checked. Mm-hmm. I'd spent a week writing an earnest and heartfelt letter explaining why I was their biggest fan, which I tearfully read out. Verity, not taking it quite as seriously, had come along dressed in a cardboard marmite costume. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see that costume. Uh, Uh, She wasn't a huge fan of Blue, and I think she found my love for them them, incredibly cringy. It was. Mm. Well, we can all guess what happened. The judges loved her costume and she won the competition. I threw what can only be described as the biggest hissy fit in history and didn't let her take the prize. Oh, man. My mum marched us out. We were both now in tears and we never spoke of it again. Well, until well into our 30s when we made each other cry with laughter again, (laughs) retelling the sorry tale. Imagine having a thing like that where there was so much, like it was so dramatic and there was so much uh, high, high emotions ran very high that you swept it under the carpet and then finally one of you brings it up. Brilliant. What a great moment. Um, we live on opposite sides of the country now, but we were all, but we are always in touch. We have such a specific shared humour that only comes from growing up together and so many shared memories and never need to bother with boring, what have you been up to texts? We just go straight in there with a ridiculous driftery tale or a memory that's come up in the vaults and then start laughing again. Verity is actually the only person who I've successfully converted to be a drift listener. Oh, wow. That's a wonderful thing. Mm. Um, just thinking about Verity. That's that's nice. That, uh, but by what I mean, um, like people finding this podcast is is strange and unlikely to me. Mm. Increasingly uh, so. Incre- yes, <laughs> and then like Verity, Marmite costume, Abba mm. Voyage. Mm. Oh, welcome home, Verity. Is how I feel. Mm, mm. Feel like we were always here for you. You just yeah. came the long way round. Um, I feel so lucky to have Verity in my life. She is the funniest, most talented, kindest and most warm human. She just says kind of warm human. If it sounds like I'm mangling the um, reading it out loud, it's entirely my fault and uh, and not Jen's here. Um, kind and warm human you could ever meet. And my childhood was absolutely magical because of her. I know we'll be pals for life. 
wherever we end up in the world. And I want to dedicate this episode of Adrift to her to say thank you for the laughter, my wonderful friend. Lots of love. Jen, kiss, kiss, kiss. Thank you for the laughter. That was such a nice email. It was great. Verity, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, if you need any uh, help with the old BVs, backing vocals, BVOX, I know a lot of ABBA songs. Mm. One of Us is my favourite. I don't think that's in ABBA Voyage. Mm. But if they ever fancy uh, rigging Agneta and Bjorn, Benny and Annie Freed up to those things again, uh, you tell them. You know someone who could do great BVs on that. Okay. I could. Do I know the harmonies? Probably not. I think I know the harmonies to a lot of things, but I don't think I actually know the harmonies to anything. <laughs> um, all right. That that was a great email. We salute you both. And uh, yes. it's from Jen to Verity. And if you'd like a publication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.